Get excited. God's moving. Okay, one last thing. Before we uh, dismiss the kids, Sister uh, Maureen uh, just came back from Uganda, and we just want to hear what, what the Lord has done. Amen. Hear her, her report. And then we're going to take a moment right after that to uh, pray for some other ones that are on their way to the mission field right now. Woohoo! Good morning. In Africa, this is my first time. Church is like a party, so I'm going to bring a little of that here. Not totally African style, Minnesota style. So I'm wondering if some of the kids will come up on stage with me. Like Will, Keaton, Evelyn. Where's Jasper? I know he knows this. Come on, you guys. If you're young, you can come up here. You'll know this better than they do. Come here. Come on, come on, come on. You want to come, Evelyn? Quinn? Okay, so I need everybody to stand up. We're going to do something a little bit different, but in the Bible it says the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. Okay, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So will you play the song, Isaiah? We're going to do some dancing. That's how I have you all on your feet. You don't get a chicken out. It's an easy one. In Africa, we do like any move on the stage. You can do it a little louder. This is something new. The Casper Slide Part so 2. We're gonna get a little featuring funky. the Platinum Band. And this time, what we do. we're gonna. Let's go to work. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. So in Africa, they would tell us to come up on stage and we'd sing with Luganda with them. They'd have all the kids. And we'd be doing like every move you can think of. I mean, just follow the person. So we're doing like cowboy on the stage. And I'm like, I never thought I'd be doing this in church. <laughs> so, but it's just freedom, you know, freedom to engage, to be passionate about the Lord. So that's what I want to kind of open you up is that God's been speaking to me about is that there's actually freedom in physical healing when we move our bodies directed by the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about yoga or different things and I'm not dissing anything I'm just telling you that the Lord can speak to you to move your bodies in certain ways that will release healing even in your time alone at home and a little example of that is when I, ha I shared a testimony a couple months ago about back in July when the Lord um, did a deep healing in me from not wanting to be born and when I didn't I didn't know that before the experience happened that I had that and when I fell to the ground I'm here tucked in the most fetal position I've ever been tucked in in my adult life and I'm asking the God, why am I crying? Right? And he tells me, you didn't want to be born, and you're being healed of the pain and grief of not wanting to be born. It's not coincidence that I was tucked in the fetal position as my body received healing as well. Right? I didn't know at the time, but when I look back, I'm like, well, that's crazy. Um, so God did a big thing in me when I was in Africa. Let me check the time so I'm not too long. And it was just wild. I went with a group from Washington. I hadn't met the people in person before. There was a group, it was a group of six. And one of the things that the Lord told me before I left on the trip was through a dream. So we had our first Skype call about a month before we left. And we're on the Skype call, just sharing a little bit of ourselves to get to know everybody. And it, he asked us to share. Our leader was Matt Young. So he asked us to share whether we're an introvert or extrovert. And I told them, I don't really know what I am. I'm kind of in between. And while I'm on the call, I have this knowing that I'm going to have a dream about it that night. I didn't know what, just something about the trip. So here's my dream. It's short. I'm in Matt Young's basement. I'm, he's preparing our team for the trip. I tuck myself up, up like, like a turtle. I tuck myself up on this white plastic outdoor chair. 
and I say, sometimes when I'm with people, I just clam up like a turtle. Oh, the root is a fear of rejection. And I wake up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, God's telling me I'm not an introvert, I'm an extrovert who's afraid of being rejected. And I just knew, okay, Holy Spirit, you're going to do this work in me, healing, whenever, maybe on the trip, just lead me through it, because I don't know what to do. And it was like my time in Africa, the 10 days, was just this like, kind of unraveling of that with people I hadn't met, so I'm going deep into new relationship, you know, we have all this time to talk and um, share together. We ministered about 14 or 15 different times at churches or with, like, a group of kids as they meet. Um, one time in this, like, little hospital that's just this tiny, tiny room that has nothing. Um, so we'd minister, we'd pray for healing. Um, Matt told us before we left on the trip that I want you to all prepare a sermon. You're not just going to listen to me speak the whole time. And so I hadn't ever shared in church before except the one time I did a little bit for communion. So I had like this one little sermon that I kind of prepared. Little did I know what he actually meant is you're going to speak every time, all the time. You're just going for it, you know. <laughs> so, one day, so we did the first day I'm there. I'm, you know, ministering in church. I spoke on Psalm 16 and walking with the Lord, the joy of his presence. Um, I got called up to give a prophetic word. And it was really amazing because I got called up. He saw that I was supposed to come and give a prophetic word. So he calls me up. And so I'm just getting stretched, you know, activate and release. And he's, so I'm asking the Lord, and I hear there were, oh, I saw this baby that been, my heart had been drawn to. So I chose to give a word to the baby. And while I'm asking the Lord, what would you want me to say? I hear there are jewels inside of her. She's going to lead girls out of poverty. So I'm like, all right. I go down. I get the microphone, I go down, stand next to her. The little girl's holding her, so I ask for her mother. Her mother comes over, and I ask what the baby's name is, and she says, Precious. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to say there are jewels inside of her, and her name's Precious, Precious Jewels. You know, it's just like the sweetest confirmation from the Lord. So I prayed over her and her mom and released a word over her. Um, the next day, we're at this little hospital, and they asked us to pray for healing. There's like about 40, mostly, mostly elderly people, and they have nothing. I mean, like, they don't have medicine or um, things that you would need when you go to hospital. And so it's this teeny tiny room, though, so it's Matt and the interpreter and the person who's getting prayed for, and Jody steps up behind them. So they're just right in front of me. I'm just praying in tongues in the spirit right along with them, but I'm sitting down. After a little while, Matt kicks my foot, and I'm like, what the heck? While he's praying, right? After a little while again, he kicks my foot, and I realize, oh, my gosh, I'm, he wants me to get up and pray. So I get up and join them in praying for healing for people, and some people did get healed. At the beginning, it felt like it wasn't really happening. You know, it's kind of hard when there's a language barrier to know for always, like, what the person's experiencing. But I think, it, I think we just need to clear out the atmosphere more because I think they maybe did witchcraft in the hospital room. Nonetheless, we saw God do awesome things. But so he kicks my foot, and I get up and pray with them. As we're leaving, he says to me, you didn't come on this trip to watch me minister. I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just supposed to go and, like, stop being so afraid and just join in. So that was, like, a lot of my experience. But one of my biggest takeaways, besides, like, getting so much freedom in who I am, just allowing myself to be me, not be afraid if I'm too much for somebody or should I not say that, should just be me, getting over fear of rejection was one of my biggest things was learning that God speaks to me in a knowing. And before I went on the trip, the whole reason I went was I was watching this Facebook teaching where Matt was teaching on engaging with heaven, and he mentions that he's leading a team on the trip, and I went, oh my gosh, I want to go. Like, it was like, jump. 
And then I decided, oh, I don't know if that's just me, so I'll pray about it. So I prayed about it for like three months. And I never heard a no, so I was like, okay, I'm going to take the risk and do it. When I'm on the trip and I'm having all these experiences of giving prophetic words or asking the Lord, what do you want me to speak on while we're driving there? And I would just get this knowing while I'm praying in tongues, like, oh, family reconciliation. And that's what I would do, and it flowed with all the, you know, it would just be like so Holy Spirit created the whole atmosphere, the whole flow of the, ser- of the service. And I'm realizing, oh, my gosh, God speaks to me in a knowing. And that moment when he told me to go to Uganda, it was him telling me to go to Uganda. I just second-guessed myself so much that I decided, oh, I need to pray about it, you know. But it was actually, that was my, that was my knowing. And I had just a lot of other experiences there where, well, one of the men who came on our trip, he didn't believe demons were real. He wasn't engaged with God personally. He only went because of, he wanted to protect his wife and not her ever go to Africa by herself. And he's there. And went, um, on our third day, this woman's having, getting delivered of a demon. He's holding her body while she's writhing. And she did get totally set free. It was incredible. And that night he says to us, I just don't know, like, what more debriefing as a group. He says, I just don't know if that was real. Like, maybe she was faking it. And I was like, well, I know, Mike, you couldn't see her face, but I was standing there in front of her praying, and there's no way she was faking that. Like, absolutely no way. Well, that night he goes back to his hotel room on his own and asks for baptism of Holy Spirit. Didn't tell his wife. He wakes up the next day completely transformed. I mean, like, in every way. Open to the Lord doting on his wife, just can't stop, like, loving on her. She'd never experienced this in their marriage. And then she didn't know what to do, and she realized, oh, my gosh, I wasn't expecting this transformation in him on the trip. Now I realize I have my own things that I don't know how to receive love when I thought it was all him. And then, you know, by the end of the trip, God did so much restoration in each of their lives and their marriage, and he literally had this deliverance ministry going on where, like, we'd have three lines praying for people, and there, he and Jennifer, another woman, would have, like, the most people getting delivered in their line. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, just to see God, like, completely transform lives and somebody on our team, you know. But we got to step out, and, like, he was there. He wasn't engaged with God, and he was still asked to give a message and still, you know, like, you're going to give a prophetic word. And, you know, just being pulled, or you're being pulled on because we're carriers of the kingdom of heaven. And whether you're aware of it or not, the spirit of God's inside of you. So you have something to give. And so I'll just share one other little story. Um, it's actually a big story for me personally, but on our last service there, it was a Sunday, and then we had three more days where we just hung out. But our last service there, uh, Matt told us, oh, I want you to either share a message or give a prophetic word, either to an ind- individual or the church. So I'm up front dancing with the kids and singing and stuff, and I'm just asking the Lord, who do you want me to give a word to? And I was like, oh, that woman, okay. And I go sit down after a while, and I'm just asking Holy Spirit, what should I say to her? And somebody else is just speaking, and, and I, but I like, get this impression of a sunset. So I'm like, okay, something's finishing in her life. It's going to be a new day. Got a nice little prophetic word. So anyway, then the God, God just brought up in my heart to release a word about their treasures in Africa. So I spoke that over the whole church spoke about that. That's something he'd been speaking to me about before I left. But then I said, I, you know, I walked down the aisle and I said, there's this woman here that I'd like to give a word to. And I'm thinking, she'll just stand up in her spot and I'll share a nice word and that'll be it. But she starts walking forward. So I'm like, okay, sweet. I'll go with this. So I back up. She's in the front. You know, I have the microphone. Of course, we have an interpreter. And I'd usually like bend down so I could look the person in the eye because they would do this to me. I wanted them to be engaged with me and what I was saying to them. So I asked her her name. She told me her name. 
And I told her, the biggest thing I want you to know is how loved you are. I just felt the love of the Lord for you. And what I want you to take away the most is how loved and cared for you, you are by God. And I put my hand on her shoulder, and I said, I release hope and the love of the Father to you. And this demon starts coming out. And I wasn't expecting it, right? <laughs> and so here I am in this moment, like, wow, I have the microphone. I'm leading this thing, you know? I don't get to say, somebody else come free this woman. You know, it's, it's me in front of the whole church. And so um, thankfully, like, Matt had had a knowing that he needed to get up and stand behind her, and another man came up as well, a pastor there. And so, she, you know, I told the demon to be quiet. I bound some different spirits. I'm just praying in tongues and releasing hope and glory over her while she's getting tossed around, but then eventually comes up free. And her joy and freedom on her face was completely transformed. I can't, like, she walked up with despair, and she left with freedom and joy, and I just hugged her. It was incredible, and I hugged her, and I embraced her, and I didn't let her go, and I just blessed her and prayed in the spirit over her. I kissed her forehead, and when I went and sat down, I said, that was the most freaking amazing thing of my life. <laughs> like, it's just, it's incredible that like God set me up, you know, like, I carry the kingdom. The demon had to leave, and I didn't know it was going to happen, you know, but um, just having the faith and the expectancy, and that's something that you just really see in Africa. Like, there's obviously a lot of issues, things they don't have, but they have a faith that things will happen. You know, if you tell them you're going to get something, they'll actually believe it will happen, you know? And so it's just, it was so incredible. Um, but I think my, and I experienced God in new ways. Like, I felt him in my hands, he in my hands for the first time in my legs, like, during one message, it's just, like, I could feel the presence of God. Like, you can't deny, you know? Um, and just different times where I would release a different prophetic word, or I was about to, about oil of the Lord flowing from a man's hands. And that was when my hands felt this heat after, as I'm waiting, because they were in prayer, like, to about to release it. And I was like, holy cow, like, this is intense. He's anointing for miracles. Maybe I do, too. I don't know, but <laughs> I'll release the word, you know? So it's just, it was such an incredible time of getting drawn out. Like, if you have a desire in your heart, or you think you might, to do something big, do something new, go on a trip, I urge you, like, go for it, because it was such a time to engage with God and who I am, who he's called me to be, and to just have this knowing of, like I said, like, he speaks to me in ways that I've been second-guessing, and I need to stop that, because if I actually want to, like, not quench the Holy Spirit, right, but flow with the Lord, that's important, that I'm listening and engaged, and I trust that he's near, and he's talking, and he does that to all of you as well. Um, so one thing I wanted to say as I was just praying this morning, it was like 5.30 when I was like, oh, cha-cha slide, that landed on me. <laughs> so, and then I woke up later, I'm like, really, Maureen? <laughs> you know, but we went for it. So thank you. <laughs> um, but one thing I just felt the Lord wanted to say um, is to tell all of you that we're not spiritual hitchhikers. You have your own vehicle, as in like if you think symbolically, a vehicle, a destiny, a purpose, an identity with God, and that you, like, you, ha you have your own vehicle. I mean, you're driving it with the Lord, Holy Spirit, but you have your relationship, your purpose, your responsibility to walk with God and let him lead you and not just come to church and engage in what someone else is doing and hop on their ride and then wait for the next one. You're not a spiritual hitchhiker. You're a son, a daughter of God. We're actually all sons of God in his inheritance, and so you have so much to flow with, um, engage in who you are, 
And I actually also wanted to speak a word over Mary as well. Would you come forward? So as I was praying for you this morning, I just felt like there were some things that maybe you believed were final in what happened in your life. And I just wanted to release purity over it, that it's new. And so the scripture, and it's Christmas time, the scripture where Gabriel comes to Mary and tells her she's with child. And she says, how is that? I'm a virgin. I'm going to speak over your purity. And he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will conceive with child, and the power of the Most High God will flow through you. And so I want to impart that, that the power of the Most High God is upon you, that there is purity in you, who you are, and that Holy Spirit has new things that he's going to conceive in your life. New things. Amen. So God bless you. Um. really wanted to call up somebody to give a prophetic word to get jumped in. I know I haven't talked for 10 minutes. <laughs> Is anybody, if I call on you, are you going to be too freaked out? <laughs> you might be, but I wanted to draw on you to come give a word to somebody. <laughs> I know, I'm picking the shy guy. <laughs> so just come on up. What I want you to do is just ask the Lord who to give a word to, ask for a picture, just say what you see or hear. I Usually the word see gets me off because I like give more of like a knowing or impression. So you want me to talk for a minute and when you're ready you let me know? Yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just really fun. So on the evenings sometimes we would go and speak with the kids. And so it would be in this little... Um, Pastor Miriam, she hosted us, so she traveled around with us and our interpreter, Edward, and they would drive us everywhere, but her parents, well, her dad and her stepmom have a home that's next to the the church in Mityana, and the church is just, like, metal ceiling branches, essentially, that are holding it up, and, you know, not what we think of church, dirt floors, but the, the kids would all walk in the complete dark, most of them barefoot, at night, walk down and gather for what they call the altar, time of prayer, and um, we would just teach them how to engage with God, how to, know, like, knowing that there's angels, how to in- talk to your angel, like, they're here, just like Mary had angel Gabriel come, like, we have angels that they're ministering spirits um, to help us, right, like a friend, okay, and so we'd teach them, they'd practice prophesying together, it was really fun, one boy prophesied to me, I see you leaving Uganda, going back to the United States, and your heart's pulled for Mityana. You keep praying for us, and you're coming back with a really large suitcase and gifts for the kids. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that's such a nice word. It's probably not from God, though. I might go back to Uganda. Like, maybe that part's true, but, you know, it was his desire of receiving. But I just said thank you, right, because he's taking a risk, and he's speaking to an adult who's white, and they live... Like, there's not white people in Mayana, you know? So it was like, 
it's just so sweet to see. And then some people gave words that were like, yeah, I think they're, you know, hearing from the Lord. That might have been his own picture that he saw. But sometimes we have pictures, but we take the risk and we go for it. And it blessed me nonetheless, you know, I'm like, it's sweet and it's fun. So are you ready to take a risk? No? He just spoke a really beautiful word to her. Thank you. I pulled on him. Glowing. When we give words in love, encouragement, that is from God. Um, edification, exhortation, um, it's re- really important. You know, you go for it. I have a girlfriend here in the United States, a man. She helped him find some spam. She was feeling super down. He said, God bless you, and she burst into tears, <laughs> you know, and she, she, like, knew that was from God. What he released was a short blessing. He was surprised that she's crying in the spam aisle, and <laughs> it really happened a couple months ago, you know, but she was like, I knew that was God saying, yes, I love you. Yes, you're affirmed, and she was totally questioning it, you know, so thank you. Thank you for taking rest. Thank you for listening. I had such a fun time. I have other stories, and I'll end now, so... <laughs> Hold on before you go, though. Uh, we're going to uh, pray for, um, as a church, uh, Cassie Collins left yesterday. I don't know if she's in, I know she was going to Tokyo first, and then she's in Tokyo right now on her way to India. And she'll be gone for several, you know, about 10 weeks or so, something like that. Um, Corinne is on her way today, uh, and she's going to be traveling to Asia. Um, so we just want to be lifting them up over these next over these next uh, couple months um, as they're there, because God's going to use them to do wonderful things, and God's going to do wonderful things in them. Amen. Also, uh, Kyle and, and Becky are going to be uh, leaving Wednesday, Tuesday. They're leaving Tuesday to go to Mexico. To is it's it's a boys' home, right? And they're there to minister to the to the children there, as well as um, put a floor in in that uh, in that building there. So why don't we have you two come up, and and we'll pray for you, and then also um, we're going to pray for for Cassie and Corinne. If you can just uh, uh, believe with us, I'm going to have Maureen pray. She just got back; her eyes are fresh of what, what's going on out there. So we're just going to pray and believe. And, and honey, you want to come up and pray too? And uh, let's just release it. You guys come stand right here. Get in the hot seat. Get in the cha-cha slide here. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know the Holy Spirit had uh, Holy Spirit catalytic. Uh, was it catalytics or catastetics? Catastetic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, praise the Lord. I'll let you. Father, I thank you for your leading and sending Kyle and Becky to Mexico. We just honor their yes. We thank you that. Um, this is your idea, that you're with them, that you have great, glorious plans for those boys in Mexico. And we thank you that um, 
for the new thing that you'll be doing in each of Kyle and Becky's hearts while they're there. And that I know that you have such redemptive purposes for why they would travel, why they would put on their own time, and that the blessing they give will be returned to them in so richly, so richly. So I just release hope to them that they would come in great expectation and even ask of you, Lord, of new things for their lives, desires that they have and to know you, that you would bless them in new ways. And we just say yes to those, that you would give them dreams and visions and a clear hearing of who you are and that they would expand their territory even more than they imagined. Thank you that they're your son and daughter and you've called them according to your purposes. We just release through their hands that they would carry hope and life for these boys, that they would be able to see the gem in who they are and that fear of sickness or just the unknown and seeing poverty and pain um, would fall away as they know that you're the carrier God, that that we're children of light and your goodness will flow through them and to touch these children, that they would be able to impart to these boys a great desire to grow up and bring transformation to their own city, their places. So we bless Mexico. We just release, um, release your glory, your hope, send forth the angels to go before them to repair it, to make it a safe place, that you would direct them in how to um, walk in boldness and power. God, would you just touch them with the release of your power, Holy Spirit? We just ask that you to impart miracles and the hope and the expectancy for it. And I know that there's some financial needs for the boys' home, and we ask that you just bring it in, Father. We just release your financial provision. We know that you have everything we need in heaven. And so we ask that there would be um, new donations or new financial ideas to flow to care for these children and the workers there. That you'd put a good shelter over their heads. And I thank you, Father. I know that each you have such a good desire for each of us. And I bless them as they go. Amen. And Father, together as a body, Lord, we just lift up um, Cassie and Corinne as they're traveling. God, we lift up their teams. We pray, Lord, for your anointing to just flow through them, Lord, that your love, God, would just come and just move in their hearts, move through their lives, Father, that people would encounter you, Jesus, and be forever changed. God, we pray, Lord, for physical um, protection around the girls and just their teams as they travel. God, we pray that you would just cover them with the precious blood of Jesus. God, we pray that your kingdom would come, Lord, from heaven to earth, Lord. Lord, wherever they go, Lord, that signs and miracles and wonders, God, would happen. And Lord, that there would just be transformation. Lord, that every need they have would be met, Father. We just thank you for an abundance and abundance of your spirit, an abundance of your love, an abundance of grace, God, for that journey in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your keeping power upon them every day they're there, Lord, that you keep them, that you use them for your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, You can just Maureen, you can just sit down. We're going to do a little something different. No, we're going to stay in here. Let the kids stay in here. Yeah. Um, I, I knew, you know, there was 
just as praying kind of the end of the year, you know, I, I uh, believed it was, it was going to be on the last Sunday of the month, but God likes to change things up. And uh, I just felt like God wanted to do an impartation service, and I uh, didn't know it was going to be today. <laughs> so I want to do this. You know, God is the leader. He's, he's the one who guides us. Sometimes it seems so foolish to us. Sometimes our mind can't comprehend. We don't understand. But we can be sure of this, that every act of obedience to the word of God produces fruit. Every act of obedience to the word and the voice of God produces fruit. And God does want us to step out like never before. You know, going into this next year, you know, even the message that was given last week talking about slowing down because it's not just to slow down to do, to do nothing, it's to slow down so that we can really pay attention and see what God is doing so that we can know Him. The more that we know Him, the more He will use us to be able to reveal Him to other people who do not know. There are more people walking in darkness than we realize. And we are the light bearers. Christ said, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. And then he, he went away and he said, you are the light of the world. We bring light to the darkness. And no matter what God wants to do is to get you to believe that the light that is inside of you, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, is brighter than you even know. And no matter how dim you think that light is, it is still powerful enough to push away darkness. And the more we allow him to have his way, the brighter it shines. Just you walking into a place, you're bringing the light of heaven. You are bringing the revelation of Jesus Christ. But a lot of times we walk into a place and we're just, you know, we're just here. We're struggling with our own things. Not even realizing that we are burning bright for Jesus Christ because he dwells on the inside. We are bringing light to that darkness. And the enemy wants to try to keep us from really seeing the fullness of who we truly are. But he's, it's a lie from the pits of hell. Amen. I want to do this. If you need a, if you need a financial miracle... Or you're believing, you know, God for something, something just financial. There's, there's something you're believing for, and, 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 and this is, there's a kind of a desperate place for here. I want you to stand to your feet right now. If that's you, you, that you are going through a financial difficulty right now, I want you to stand up. It's going to be your act of obedience. Just stand up if that's you. Okay? Praise the Lord. Now, Patrick, I want you to come forward. Praise the Lord. I want you to pray over them. And I want you to release the blessings of heaven and bind up whatever it would be that the enemy would be trying to do. Do you guys believe today that right now that God will answer and that there's breakthrough here today? Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Because he's able, right? He can do abundantly beyond you could ask or think. He is able to do, but you have to believe and trust in him. Father God, we thank you right now for the acts of obedience that are taking place in this house, Lord God. We believe in who you are. We know, Lord God, that you are our provider. We know that through Christ Jesus that you have 
given us direct access to your throne, Father God. So we believe, Lord God, that you will provide, Lord, for each and every one of these needs, Lord God, that you will bind up any doubt, any fear, any concern, any, any distraction that is putting this this financial difficulty, Father God, between you and them, Father God, we bind it up and we cast it out in the name of Christ Jesus. We believe in who you are. We believe in your power to impact these situations, Father God. We don't know the details of each situation, but what we do know is that you are the one true God. You are our provider. You are our savior. You are able to take care of these needs. And in Jesus' name, we believe that you will do this and take action, Lord God, that each person might then, in the future, Lord God, step forward upon their own and give testimony to your action, Lord God. We trust in you. And no matter what the outcome, Father God, no matter what happens, Father God, we know that you are worthy to be praised. And you are worthy, Father God, of all of our adoration. And we trust in you. And we believe that these finances will be taken care of, Father God. In Jesus' holy and righteous name. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you guys that are standing, I want you just to rejoice right now. Just, I mean, that it, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Just begin to rejoice. Father, we rejoice with them, Lord God. We rejoice. You are provider. You are provider, Lord. You are provider. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We rejoice in you. Hallelujah. You guys can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Let's just begin to worship. Let's give him our adoration. Let's just love on Jesus right now. He inhabits the praises of his people. Let's just begin to love on him. Father, you're here right now, and we bless you. We rejoice in you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing, Lord God. We thank you for the precious ones that are here being ministered to. We thank you for those that have came up, and as they're ministering, Lord God, we thank you for life. We thank you for strength. We thank you for vitality, Lord God. Healing and wholeness, Lord God. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I just want everybody, just close your eyes right now as we're in God's presence. Just close your eyes. What do you need God to do? He's the only one that can satisfy you. What do you need Him to do in your life right now? What are you crying out for? Give your full focus to the one who created heaven and earth and all that in there is. The one who rules, the one who reigns, the one who has authority and power over all. Focus on Him. Give your attention to Him. Call out to Him. Tell Him what you need. Father, I thank you right now for breakthrough. In Jesus' name, breakthrough on the things that are opposing from the outside and breakthrough from the fears and those things that are hindering on the inside of your people. In Jesus' name. Thank you for breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus. We've been told too long by the enemy and by our old nature that it can't be done, and we can't, but the Bible's been telling us over and over throughout centuries, and God continues to tell us that we can because He did, and He does. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worship you. Come on, sing to him if you need to, or just, just open up your mouth. Let, you, let your, just your adoration and the affections of your heart just pour out upon the Lord. He wants, there's so much more that he's called us to do as believers. There's so much more. We're walking through certain things that he, he don't want us to walk through, that he wants us to get the victory over, but we've got to turn to him. We've got to acknowledge him. We've got to run to him. Praise the Lord. God is good. I just want to encourage you guys. I know it's a different morning, but we don't ever want to put God in a box, right? Like, this isn't the usual, but who cares about usual? Like, we care about kingdom, right? God's kingdom on earth. I felt like I was supposed to read you guys this verse. Maybe somebody needs to hear this, but it says, um, I just want to tell you where it's from. This is Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And it says that Jesus... Sorry, I'm getting there. That how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So in light of what God is doing this morning, in light of the testimonies that were given, how, you know, Jesus set people free in Uganda and how God is here moving this morning and ministering to people in power. Now it may seem different, but I want to encourage you. It feels like the kingdom of God, doesn't it? It feels like the kingdom of God in demonstration that Jesus of Nazareth, he went about doing good, anointed by the Holy Spirit and setting people free from all oppression of the enemy. I want to encourage you today as we just continue to just sing and just worship in this atmosphere for just a few more minutes, just to plug in. Actually, why don't we just all stand? And then if you want to just lead us again with the words, just singing, uh, singing those words again, I want to encourage you guys to stand. And you know, like I love how when Maureen said that that woman who went into church went in with a hep, she was heavy and she was oppressed and she got to see on that woman's face how she left with this indescribable joy. If you're here this morning and maybe you haven't received yet, just in this service, like you're still feeling kind of oppressed from the enemy, just come on up here. Come on up. Don't be afraid as we're singing this song of worship again. You can come and just lift your hands and expect to receive. Like Maureen shared that that was the difference. One of the differences with the people in Uganda is if you told them something was going to happen, they believed that it was, right? So as we just worship God with this song again, if there's anybody else in here that you just you need a touch from heaven. You need to receive from God. We're going to just open the altar. We're going to meet with you here and believe that God's going to meet you in your need, right? Let's worship God with our whole hearts. Amen. Amen. 